This is For Me Clive. Get your weekly fix of For Me Clive by subscribing on SoundCloud or iTunes. Four favourites at the It's coming. Football's coming home. It's coming home. Hello, welcome to a very special edition of For Me Clive. Whoa, it's the end of the season. What's happened, Ben? <laughs> Plenty has happened since the end of the season, Ben. Uh, loads of fascinating, interesting bits in football. Um, and in preparation for the Euros, we're going to do a bit of a Euros preview today. Um, boys, are you well? Sorry, I'm just eating some crisps. Just Chris as we record. Okay, we'll start with you, Bobby. How are you doing, mate? I'm amazing. You're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. I too am well. Um, are you not amazing? Uh, I'm pretty amazing. So I've heard anyway. Right, okay. Um, should we just kick this shit off with uh, some fives? Let's get involved. You have to swear on the pod. Of course you can. Do whatever you want. Bobs, what's your fives? What are you drinking? Oh, hold on a second. Oh, you're not ready? No. Okay, that's good. What are you drinking? I can tell you what I'm drinking. I'm drinking yes. a... Um, an M&S uh, Black IPA. It's actually by Purity Brewery from the looks of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Other supermarkets. <laughs> uh, so my uh, five, so what's, what was the theme again? Based on your own personal favourite Euro memories. Isn't right, it? yeah, sorry, that was my mistake. I didn't introduce the fives properly. So the fives this week are essentially players you've enjoyed watching at Euros gone by. Yes. For whatever reason that may be. So, mine are all Euro 96 themed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um, it was probably the... I can just about remember World Cup 94 in the USA, but Euro 96 is the first tournament that I can sort of remember properly and watching properly. Mm-hmm. So, in goal, I've got Bernard Lamar. Do you remember Bernard Lamar? I do, yeah. Played in goal for France. Yeah. Right, Billy? Yes, he was a character, wasn't he? <laughs> he, was a, he was a wild one. Yeah. And he, uh, he ended up at West Ham for a bit, didn't he, I think? Yeah. Um, at the back, I've got Gareth Southgate. Okay. Because uh, from a Scottish point of view, him missing that penalty was probably the most pleasurable moment of the tournament. For 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 a Scotsman, it would be yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, in the midfield, I've got Carol Poborski. Yeah. For that Carol lovely chip. Yes. Think? Scoop. Well, it was a scoop, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. It was a scoop in the style of Di Maria at that goal he got at yeah. Leicester, if you remember. Mm. Um, slightly in front of Poborski, I've got Sheringham. Mm-hmm. Um, lovely footballer, Sheringham. Very, um, very easy in the eye. Lovely, creative. All right. <laughs> Lovely, creative. S- steady on. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely, creative footballer. And my abiding memory of him in that tournament is when he shaped a shoe and opened his foot out to switch it to Shearer, who was just lurking slightly in a better position against the Dutch. Um, yeah, Sheeran was a lovely footballer to watch throughout his career. And up front on the chipping, scooping, dinking theme I've got Dabo Shuker. Okay. Um who again was a, a lovely player to watch throughout his career. But I remember him scoring a lovely little dink over Schmeichel who just watched the ball sail over his head. I think that was at Villa Park or somewhere like that, wasn't it? Maybe in a groove game or something. Something like that, I don't know exactly. But yes, all very have you seen entertaining footballers for ha- my fives. Have you seen BBC have done a Euro ninety six doc? Right. Prep for this. I think Alan Shearer hosts, which makes it a bit iffy. Yeah, but so I, was, think, yeah. I saw it and decided not to watch it. Because <laughs> Shearer, I think they. Oh, so I watched the first like ten minutes, and they had Terry. They went to Terry Venables' hotel in Spain. So apparently that's what that's what El Tell's been up to. So he's got a hotel in Spain, and um, 
they like meet up with him and then they go talk to Sheringham and uh, Badil and Skinner and like all that kind of stuff. It looked it looked interesting, but I haven't right. actually watched it. You asked my mum on a date, Terry Lennon as well. Yeah, I remember you, this is the second time that's come up on mm. this pod. So. They're called Brighton London on Sea. <laughs> <laughs> right, on that note, I'll go next. Um, I'm drinking a Battersea Rye IPA um, from a unnamed supermarket. Uh, <laughs> brewed by Sam Brooks Brewery in Battersea in London. It's very nice, very... It's actually very hoppy considering that it's a mm. IPA. Actually, it's very good. 5.6, very sessionable, I think. Unlike Bobby's, what was yours? 6.5, mm-hmm. inverted. Right, okay. My fives, um, these aren't based on any specific Euro moment. Right. They're just players I've enjoyed in Euros gone by. Um, in goal, I've also gone with a French nutter in Fabian Barthez. Oh, oui, oui. Yeah, won the Euros in 2000. It's very bien. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Baguette. <laughs> yeah, won the Euros in 2000. Um, got a move to Man United soon after. Had like an okay time there until he started bartesing it up. Um, Dropping balls. Yeah. I would say. In defence, English centre-back, just like you, Sol Campbell, uh, who I think... I think Sol Campbell is a little bit underrated in England, considering yeah, how good. Yeah, his best moments. Yeah, yeah, but like he's so, like people talk of Terry and Ferdinand and mm. even Adams, yeah. and but no one read, no one ever mentions Sol Campbell in like Sol as very, as very good. good. He was at that, so I'm thinking like around two thousand four, two thousand six. He was one um, of the best centre backs in Europe. He was incredible. Yeah, I mean even he, he used to make my world elevens when I wrote them out. Yeah, he was incredible. He's a very good player. Um, <laughs> I used to do that. <laughs> of course, doing his history class. Yeah. Right. Um, another Euros winner. Uh, obvious choice, in fairness. Uh, Xavi of Spain, great Who? player. Who? Xavi. Oh. What? Who did you think I said? No, I just I've not heard of him. You never heard of Xavi? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Xavi, who won the Euros in '08 and 2012, and snuck in a World Cup in between. As well as countless Champions Leagues and greedy, yeah, it's very greedy, um, and like a player I'd forgotten about until I started researching my fives, Pavel Nedved. Oh, who I've put in my Always used to make my Pavel lovely Nedved lovely. was amazing, great player. Um, he was part of that Czech Republic team. Hair. Great hair, yeah. Lovely left foot. Exactly, very cultured. Top, um, top first name as well. Mm. And certainly, because the commentators on, on Pro Boost pronounced Yeah, he did, yeah. It's one of those. Right, uh, Nedved. Uh, and then up front, probably the only Englishman I've, I think who brought me joy watching England, I think. Actual joy. Wayne Rooney and his performance in 2004. Mm. That is like yeah. the last time I can remember properly yep. enjoying about watching yep. England play football. And it was he was magnificent that year. Mm. And unfortunately, he hasn't matched up to that since then. But yeah, that's my fives. Ben, what are you drinking? What are your fives? Well, I'm drinking a Cascade Pale Ale from um, the Castle Rock Brewery in Nottingham. Not London. Lovely. Um, it's quite a well-known brewery, though. Naughty. And so my fives are um, looking back and then looking forward. So looking at Euro 96, England team uh-huh. are arguably our best performance I already know who you're going to say Seaman in goal 
that yeah. uh, penalty save in the against Spain in the quarter final. He got a bit of a, a reputation for saving yeah. penalties after yeah. that, didn't he? In that shirt as well. Yeah, that <laughs> special shirt. Yeah. I remember driving around town, Dad driving us around town, beeping the horn after getting through the quarterfinals. We see him doing that. Psycho at the back, his penalty in that penalty shootout after, after what happened to him, yeah. stepping up and doing that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Gaza for that goal. Probably most. I'm going to throw out the most iconic goal in the Euros. Um, do you mean that goal with the ce- that celebration? Yeah. Yes. It's it not even that good. I, I, st- I don't, honestly don't think it's that good a goal. Are you volleys speaking? it with his left foot. No. Dinks it over with his left foot and volleys it with his right. No. Over Colin Hendry, who was quite a good centre Are you speaking as a Scotsman here? No, I'm speaking as a oh, God. somebody who watches football. <laughs> <laughs> the Deli Alley goal is, is So there better. is this thing that I think a, go- a great goal has to have some sort of emotional stamp as well. There are plenty of technically beautiful goals that get scored. But it has to have some real significance. And Gaza's goal, come on, mate. Hosting the Euros at home, playing Scotland at Wembley. Okay, but yeah, I'm talking aside from that, just mm-hmm. from a purely football point of view. Right. It, it's, a, it's a good goal, but it's, I don't think it's a great goal. It's a great goal. All right, okay. Tell me. Um, a man who we've just derided, and I think his pundit c- career has ruined his... Status, which well, is actually, Shearer. having to listen to him talk. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Shearer's, you know, was a phenomenal striker, mm-hmm. not just for England, but when you look at his stats at the mm-hmm. highest level, mm-hmm. absolutely incredible. Did so Shearer retired after two thousand, didn't he? Yeah, from internationals. Yeah. yeah, for club level, did it for a team that never finished. You know, yeah, or maybe finished in Champions League spot once. Is that right? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yes, yeah. they did. Yeah, um, and then the looking to the future one. Just to round off the story, mm-hmm. Vardy starting for England at a major football tournament. Well, is he going to be starting? I mean, that's a discussion for later, but I think the overall story is a guy who played five years yeah. outside of the professional yeah. leagues. That's pretty crazy. Mm. Uh, that guy's now, like, you know, it's subject of a £20 million bid from Arsenal, might be England's potentially an yeah. England starter. It's, yeah. it's absolutely mental, yeah. Mm. Great story. Okay, great fives. Um, so, as I already described earlier, this is a special Euros edition. So, I presume our uh, trivia question is Euros themed, is it? It is related. All right, yes. hit us with some trivia, Bobs. Uh, so, I will give you the answer then, I guess. Okay. Mm. Uh, Euro 92. Oh. That's the answer? And we need a question. Um, why was it significant? Uh, there's a very obvious yeah. reason, and I hope that's not what your yeah. what your question is about. The obvious one about Denmark. Yeah, because Denmark no, no, didn't no, no, qualify. No, no. Come on, give me some credit. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I was going to say because there's there's that obvious reason. No, give me some credit. Come right. On. Okay. Um, all right. So we'll come back to the trivia question. Euro ninety two. Mm. Is this? I mean, well, then, sorry. Right. So there's something. A special. It relates to something significant about this year's tournament as well and that I may have just given it away so let's not have the answer now well you've already given us the answer let's not have the well, question well let's now. not have the question <laughs> <laughs> right okay so the answer to this trivia question is Euro 92 uh, and why it's a significant moment in Euros in Euros in Euros okay uh, where was that hosted again I think it was Sweden coincidentally yeah so it was, was Denmark it? won it in another Scandinavian country that's right that's right okay Good, we'll come back to that at the end of the episode, Uh, but before then and now, let's talk about some England chat, shall we?
Subscribe and share on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud and iTunes. Let's talk about the games. Right, okay. So, England squad announced on Monday, well, a week today. Um, A few surprises in there, I guess, and a few obvious. Were there surprises? I would say the big surprise for me... Are you talking outside of the 26 or the 26 going down to... Well, in effect, it was 25, wasn't it? Cause That's right, injuries, yeah, yeah, exactly. So the, the guys that are in, in the 23... Those yeah, 20, the 23, I think, the cut down. So obviously the obvious one is Marcus Rashford, I think. Um, that was... I mean, the fact that he was in the original 26 was quite surprising. No one yeah. really thought that was going to happen, did they? Um, so the thing about Rashford being in the squad, I think, is what's the alternative... Now, the obvious alternative is Jermaine Defoe, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Would Jermaine Defoe have played? Is Rashford going to play? Yeah. Okay. Would Jermaine Defoe have played? Um, yes. I think, not, I, think, I think. Not a great deal. Not when you've got. When, when Hodgson's who considering. Who would he be going instead of? Well, Rashford. Yeah, when Hodgson's considering playing one up front, mm. you've already got two men ahead of him immediately. Yeah. Potentially three. Yeah. The thing about not taking Defoe, and I wholeheartedly see the argument I think he, you know, on merit he, you know, he probably should be there is that he's 34 mm-hmm. it would be his last tournament Right. the thing about taking Rashford is investment investment is a fantastic uh, amount of potential there and also he's an unknown quantity to a lot of defenders so can we talk about that for a sec because Rio Ferdinand came out this week and said that um, Gary Cahill shouldn't go to the Euros right because Cahill is unlikely to go to the World Cup in a couple of years. Now, I feel like we're the only country that thinks like that. Italy always take the whatever, however old you are, doesn't Mm. matter. Germany took um, closer to the World Cup, despite his his age. Um, And it's just like, well, I don't know if you can win tournaments by going, oh, well, let's look at the next one. Why not just look at the current one? Take the best players you have at the time. And Rashford is almost certainly not the best option right now, is he? No, but the, the argument has to meet somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Rio's taken the argument to the extreme and yeah. he's, he's made a very silly point. But yeah. I think this, the point about Rashford over the first I, I would actually go, I, so I can completely see the merits of it, but tournament football is so intense with the amount of games you get that surely international experience can be had in qualifiers. So why would you? So I, you know, I think, it is a, I think it's a fantastic thing the amount of youth players that we've got in the team, but it's really, really clinical. You've got how you've got what two hundred and seventy minutes to qualify mm-hmm. out of the groups. Think of it in actual minutes. You want your best men on the pitch at all times, didn't you? Yeah, I mean the other thing as well that we're perhaps ignoring is that actually Rashford wouldn't have gone in front of Defoe. He got in because Welbeck got injured, didn't he? And that's True. that's the real True. thing. I think with if Welbeck being fit, I don't think Rashford gets in, does he? In any, even in the twenty, no, no, especially yeah. since Welbeck is one yeah, because Welbeck yeah. is out. Um, the other thing is obviously um, for England, Welbeck has often played out wide, and Rashford in the in the in the friendlies has played up front, hasn't he? He's played as number nine. So does that mean we're going to see Vardy being pushed out out, out wide then to make space? Well, Shame if he does. Mm. Kane Kane said today that perhaps they went out too far wide. Even like I know that's what everyone else has said, but. He, even he's agreed with it today oh. in the game against Portugal. Okay. Um, the other surprise in the squad, probably for me, Jack Wilshire, getting in front of Danny Drinkwater. Uh, Wilshire 
actually hasn't played a full 90 minutes of any football. Hasn't started the game for over a year. Yeah, uh, Danny Drinkwater played for a team that won the league. Big part of that team gets left out. Yeah, Hodgson loves him. Loves who? Wilshire? Wilshire, yeah. What's he got against Drinkwater there? He's unproven at the international level. He's ha- what, played two of the warm-up games? And then yeah, came didn't on play set? any of the qualifiers, yeah. 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 Would you, which would you have taken? I think he's got it right. It's a shame because Drinkwater has a very good season. I would have liked to see him in there. Maybe at the expense of Henderson. I think if you went, if you, yeah, I would have thought it's more Henderson because if you go, best defensive midfielder is probably Dyer more than Drinkwater, so you need a backup. Milner can play that role. Mm-hmm. Barkley's in the team, isn't he? Barkley's in the squad. Yeah. So the midfielders read technically, if we exclude Rooney. Uh, Deli Ali, Ross Barkley, Dia Henderson, Lalana, Milner, Sterling, Jack. So that's where I would have. I, I think Barkley's form the last three months has just fallen off a cliff. Is that his fault or Everson's fault though? It's the same sort of thing with Stones though, isn't it as well? Uh, yeah. They have suffered. I mean, I've thought Barkley had an amazing season up until that final run in and should have been starting up until Ali started going off the charts. Okay, so there's the drink water discussion. Perhaps he should have been in a squad, but wasn't. And then there's the other sort of outsider people. Mark Noble, would you have taken him? No. No? Okay. There's too much proven quality out of him, isn't there? Which right. is a shame for him. <coughs> Excuse me. And then, are there any other like obvious people that got lit, left out of midfield that you can think of? Well, so the other, other people... Townsend. Mm-hmm. Andros. He made yeah. the original 26. Theo, whether you class him as a midfielder or a striker. Yep. But again, neither of those am I that bothered by. Yeah, I, I mean... It's about right. <coughs> we haven't got that many good players. Mm, I disagree. Really? But yeah, we've got some good players. This is... I'm, I'm excited-ish about this lot. There's a world-class keeper there. Mm-hmm. There's a very, very good centre-back. There's good full-backs who've just had a very good season. Yeah. There's some excellent creative midfielders and there's one of Europe's best strikers. Yeah. So two of Europe's best strikers. Two of Europe's best strikers. So I see what you're saying. It's hard to find the world class players. And in fact you'd probably only say Hart is the only world class player in there, isn't you it? You know, if you were judging it by uh, exactly what we do, people that we've left out, the mm-hmm. quality that we've left out. Spain have left out Diego Costa and Juan Mata. And Cazola. And Cazola. Mm. France have left out Benzema mm-hmm. and Hatton Ben Arfa, who's supposed to have one of the best seasons in Ligue 1. Let's not go into that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, and we're questioning Andrus Townsend, Theo Walcott, who's had an average season. I mean, I think the Andrus com- question is, is valid, though, because... He was supposed to be the replacement yeah. for Welbeck, wasn't he? Yeah. And then to take Welbeck out and replace him with an out-and-out 18-year-old striker is quite an interesting decision, isn't well, it? He will, yeah. I think he must believe that Vardy can play out wide. Yeah, he's thinking slightly different things with and, formations. And, as well, and Rooney he? as well can play in the field. Okay. And then, in, in just in terms of the squad choice, we've, we've gone with basically three centre-backs, uh, one of which you boys have described as having an iffy season in John Stones. Has he made a bit of a risk there if we get... Eric Dyer. So you think Eric Dyer drops... The same Eric Dyer who dropped into to play centre-back against Australia and immediately scored an own goal? Or Rooney. <laughs> or Rooney. <laughs> Rooney will play, yeah. 
Can Danny Welbeck play centre-back? <laughs> I don't think Danny can. I mean, can any of the full-backs play centre-back? No. No. I don't think so. Walker so or push? He's big enough. He doesn't know how to defend. No. But that seems... I mean, so a few people have said that's an area of concern for England. You've got, to, you've got to be unlucky with injuries. Yeah. Both, um, both injured. He's taking a risk, isn't he? But it's... Is it though? Like, think. Yeah, so only go with three centre backs. A centre back could very easily be sent off as well. Don't forget last no, but, man and all that. Exactly. And traditionally, in a England squad, actually, in in, in, in squads gone by, mm. what we've done is we've named a sort of all-purpose defender. So yeah. like a Jamie Carragher yeah, yeah, yeah. or a yeah. Phil Neville. Yeah. You know, one of these characters who can play multiple positions. We haven't got any of those in this in this centre back. Stone, Stones in, plays fullback as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. I mean. You've also got some of the midfielders can move around. Milner's yeah. played at the back. Henderson played a bit at the back sometimes when Rogers. I don't. I I can see that we that it's not being ultra cautious, mm. but you are essentially asking for three players to get injured. Yeah. Two centre backs, and then Dyer or a third. Who are you asking? <laughs> Ask somebody. Yeah, I guess as, as, as this is the Euros are the li- least risky. When it comes to squad choice, because you play fewer games, or at least you traditionally played fewer games. So you what now? One fewer game. Than the, uh, than the World Cup. No, it's the same now. Um, because oh, yeah, there's around the sixteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So now it's the stages. same. Yeah. So now it's the same. Um, but there's a little bit watered down versus Euros gone by. So I guess you might get. And and I think. Um, and I'm happy to be corrected on this. Oh, Some so third place happy. teams again are, are going through. Aren't yes. They? Yeah. Are yeah. Six groups. Yeah. The top. The best four. Mm-hmm. The third place is it's going to be mad like mm-hmm. those final group permutations. So more teams go through than don't go through, or something weird like that, isn't it? Because twenty fourteen, yeah. sixteen it's, go it's, through. But it's also we're going to have instances where teams will have played all their games and not known if they qualify. Go through, right? Okay, uh, and the just on just on the men. Sure, Tom Heaton. Mm-hmm. Never seen him play. It's a classic third choice goalkeeper. I know, again, you've got to be unlucky. You've got to have two keeper injuries or sending off. Oh, but it's also like the third choice keeper is, is really quite arbitrary, isn't it? Yeah. It doesn't really matter because he's very... He's basically a, a training buddy, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. yeah. So that would have been Jack Butland's position, yeah. wouldn't it, had, had Butland been fit. Yeah. Um, but the other two, Fraser, Forster yeah. and... Yeah, Forster, Forster, I'd be happy with being that, our number one. If oh, Butland, really? If Butland yeah. had have gone, that would have been England's... By far, it would have been, it would have been ugly, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would have been. It's very, it's very strong area. I mean, Joe Hart is only twenty nine, so he'll be around for at least two more tournaments. But so too will Forster yeah. and, and Butland. So, like you said, that might be an interesting headache for future England England coaches. Um, and then, just in terms of how we shape up versus our group opposition, um, so we're in a group with Russia. Uh, Wales and Slovakia. We start off on Saturday against the Russians. Um, they they don't look as good as years gone by, do they? No. So they don't have the Arshavin kind of factor they had in 08. And they're playing on real grass. <laughs> that's that's an issue for them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, and they've but, left out their all-time top scorer, Alexander Kursikov. Yeah. But in terms of who are biggest threats are in that group it's Wales isn't it it's England <laughs> what do you mean by that well I mean that theoretically they should top the group shouldn't mm. they but it's a question of whether or not they can get over the psychology of being England yeah but Wales are a real threat though 
Yeah, well, I don't know about real. There'd be a good game, uh-huh. obviously, and there's there's more than just the football there, isn't there? There's the whole rivalry going into it as well, which you know a derby game is always. If there's a gulf between the teams, it's not as apparent, is it, because of the tension and the the passion that goes into it? Yeah, I just think because of this whole three teams go through business, the group stages just seem almost pointless, don't they? It's a bit like watch, you know, when you watch the Europa League group stages. It's just like, well, whoever goes through still has to face the really mm. strong Champions mm. League teams that are coming through. So this is just the last wasting round time. Of Sixteen might be a bit weak. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, it's a very strange decision from UEFA. I mean, look, can we just have a quick chat about the format actually? Because because in previous years the Euros has been like that's been the best thing about it. Do you remember like yeah, the creme. Yeah, do you remember like France being yeah, the same group as England yeah. and you no, know no things like that? Play. Yeah, no, definitely no foreplay. Um, is that going to create a strange tournament then overall? It'll be well. It, I think yeah, because it hasn't happened. It may be you know when you look at the Euros and think of Greece winning, mm. Albania in this one. You yep. never know what could happen. They've had a good qualifying. Scotland. Oh no. Oh. Uh, no. Oh. Orcs. Oh god. Well, we had a much tougher group. So. <laughs> 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 that initial game. Did you watch them against? Uh, the French the friend, they got spanked, didn't they? Yeah. Yes, but no, it's, no. there's loads of players pulling out. It's not a, it's not a first team. Right, okay. I think it's I'm never gonna turn down more football being on in a tournament. Mm. I think that's the amazing it's what I always love about the World Cup is who's playing who today, sitting Ooh, down watching a Costa Rica are playing Jamaica. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I I watched those. Yeah, no, exactly that's what I mean. Yeah. Sitting down two thousand six I watched every group game. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie. So but it's just like it's one of it's, it is one of those where things. Where were you in two thousand six? Enough of this. <laughs> I can't remember. Where was, where was the tournament held? <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, I just there is that there there is this issue that with twenty four teams and then three of them get to go through teams like Albania and like non traditional teams. I mean, let's in the, in let's the see. There's, there's obvious pros and cons, isn't there? Mm. That um, it's it has given the smaller teams a bit of hope. Yeah, you never know. And obviously the cons are that, yeah, there is an air of disappointment that it isn't the creme de la creme anymore. But it might mean that we end up with a Leicester situation where a team ends up going yeah. quite far. How likely do you think that is? I'd it's say it's about 500 to 1. <laughs> 5,000 to 1. 5,000 to 1. Albania. Yeah. Of course it's unlikely, but um, it, they have to be there, don't they, for it to be an opportunity. And yeah. there's a lot of teams there that, you know, that might well take their opportunity. Why, why did you wait for expand the tournament? Do you know? Money. It's a, a lot of it is driven by money, but yeah, it's trying to be more inclusive. And it's the same thing with 2020. Mm. Is that it's, it's why it's, my, my dad's always gone on about, you know, even in the qualifiers, why are we playing teams like the Faroe Islands in yeah. Gibraltar? And I've so, always said they should be in a qualifying San Marino group. lost 10 0 on Sunday. Yeah. They should be in a qualifying group of their own. To get into it. And that's what, so they've, I think part of what they're saying about it is that they're trying to make the Euros a lot more expansive mm-hmm. and then with the World Cup, something like that may happen. Right, okay. I mean, they let but obviously Australia it's, 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 it's revenue. Mm-hmm. It's, more, it's more, more on TV. Everyone, yeah. everyone makes more money. Yeah, there's more countries that have to now yeah. buy the rights. Yeah, so. yeah. we're going to watch it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they let Australia into the Eurovision Song Contest they this did. year. So. They almost won as well. What's <laughs> <laughs> it? The uh, Copper America. Mm-hmm. They have guest teams. They do have guest team, but they have a guest team from you know the same continent-ish. Yeah. Do they have guest spirits as well? <laughs> <laughs> they have a box of fun while they're at it. <laughs> 
Okay, um, and then how England line up. So I think we'll, we'll do this as, a, as an exercise. Name your starting 11 and justify it. So I think our back fives are all the same, aren't they? Well, let's find out. Ooh. Tell he, us, tell us what our back fives are. Come on, we're, so obviously Hart. Eaton and Gold. <laughs> obviously Smalling and uh, Cahill. Yeah. I think Rose gets the nod, doesn't he? Over okay. Bertrand. Yeah. Even right. Bertrand's had a quite an underrated season, I think, Southampton. He's in the PFA team leader. There you go. Um, this is where the debate comes in for the back five, isn't it? The right Climb and Smalling. Yeah. I think no, Climb um, and Walker. Walker. Yeah, I think Walker's had a much better season. Well, I think, for, yeah, and also for the Tottenham factor. Yeah. I think it's healthy. I think it's, what's the Tottenham factor? Uh, we should just be trying to get as many of those players uh, in. Should we? Yeah. <laughs> Or do you mean do you mean players that play for the same team? Just because just because you got a very belated Saint Tottenham. No, it was it was very, it was a lovely day. We'll get to that before the pod is done. Don't you worry. But um, <laughs> what do you mean by the Tottenham fact? Should we be making selections based on that? This well, no, not entirely, but it is a factor. There's something <laughs> to do with the cohesion of, of players who play together all season and have an understanding. Right. Okay. And that's one of the. F- Factors of that's one of the disappointments of leaving Drinkwater out. I think that connection he had with Vardy. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a small. Yeah. It's a small factor. Do, I mean, sorry to just put everyone on the spot like this, but do you know what the like assist to Vardy thing that from Drinkwater is? Drink is it high? Is it, was he? Did he? Do, was um, it? Was it really that that many? He he had a few. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. So you claim that's our agreed back five. I, I agree. You agree with all of that? I I think I might have Bertrand in. I think of Rose. I might do. And that's that is because of the Tottenham factor. Five assists, <laughs> drink water to Vardy. To Vardy. That's, 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 that's impressive. Okay. No, I think yeah, okay. Rose, Bertrand, in it's, my mind are interchangeable. Yeah. And I think Rose probably edges it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the rest? Well, and then it depends on formation, doesn't it? Okay, what's your on? formation? What's my formation? I would go uh, Dyer Milner. So what in a four-two-three-one? Yes. Okay. Cool. And then I would go. Probably. Wilshire Ali. Um, Wilshire in a winger role. Yeah. Not so much a winger role because I think that's Rose and Walker's job. Mm. I'd have. These tactics are becoming very interesting. No, I'd have I'd have almost I'd have almost I'd have almost a four two two one one. Ah, okay. Very narrow. That makes sense. It is very narrow, but that's that's the point of the fullbacks. And I think I'd play with Rooney and Wilshire. Okay, so as fullbacks. No, as in front of Dyer and Milner feeding. Okay, sorry, this is getting a little bit confusing. So you've got Dyer and James Milner yeah. in traditional DM central midfield yes. roles, right? Yes. And then above, in front of them, you're yeah. going to have Jack Wilshire. In what what position would you call that then? Um, An inside forward. <laughs> no, <it wasn't. laughs> just more a, a traditional centre midfielder, really. Sort of okay. playing on the left side, looking to feed the fullbacks. Right. Looking to to break the lines with the, with the passing with his range of passing. Okay. Um, I'd have Rooney sort of playing almost alongside him in a, in a sort of a quarterback role that he's, that right. he's sort of developing into. So Rooney's in your first eleven. 
Yes, but Ooh. not not to the detriment of the team. Oh okay. right, I have to add. He's, I think that's the only position that I can find him find to play him in that doesn't immediately affect those playing around him. Okay. I then have Ali just in front. Okay. And then Kane in front of him. Okay, that's an interesting lineup. It is narrow, right. but I think there's the, that growth. The, that structure allows players to move and be compensated for. Okay. With with the players that are in behind them. Right. I mean, so there are, there are some things about that that work very well. Rose and Walker essentially played like wingers for Tottenham yes. this year. That was that was part of Pochettino the mm. way he lined up the squad. So they wouldn't find it difficult uh, offering the width necessary. And most teams don't play with wingers. Mm-hmm. They play with attacking fullbacks like the England team well. Mm-hmm. And part of Milner and Dyer's responsibilities would be to look out for the runs of those fullbacks. Okay, um, before we go into other people's teams, you left up some obvious people. Raheem Sterling doesn't get anywhere near your starting eleven. Not a good enough season. Okay. Um, but a good impact player from the bench. And you've shoehorned Rooney in and left out Vardy. Yes, um, that's one thing that I feel Dirty. difficult, difficult <laughs> about doing. Because I would like to get Vardy in there, but I just think... The way football is set up at the moment, the tactics and formations, it's not really for two strikers, is it? You don't see many clubs or international teams. No, not strikers. many. So, I think again, Vardy, he would be a key impact player. Mm-hmm. So, just one to come off the bench. Yeah. You. As you said in the pub the other day, mm. teams are going to shit themselves when he mm. comes on with 20 minutes to go and then, yeah. okay, then they've got somebody who just won't stop running okay. and chasing everything. It's a very interesting lineup. Um, I don't think there's a chance in hell England are ever gonna <laughs> ever gonna look like that. Right? <laughs> oh, Roy, Roy's playing the four one 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 one. It's very it's very experimental. But it, it would have been nice to see them try something really crazy like that in the friendlies, though, yeah. wouldn't it? But yeah, okay. Ben, show us your work. Uh, I would play the same men who played on Thursday night. So the same back five, uh, Dyer Milner. Same positions. Um, Kane and Vardy up front. I would just swap Rooney and Ali. I'd play Rooney on the left of midfield and Ali at the top of the diamond. So you were another one for Rooney in the starting lineup, yeah? Yep. Okay. So in front of Dyer and Milner, you've then got. Dyer, defensive midfielder. Okay. Milner to the right of the diamond. Yes. Rooney to the left of the diamond. Ali at the top of the diamond. What does Rooney do on the left of the diamond? He plays on the left. He doesn't tend to... I've seen him play there for England. He doesn't tend to fit in well there. He will He will under the, my management. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Uh, so, explain why you think that's the best best way for... Because I think... Uh, Ali going forward, linking up with Kane, is a key partnership that we should be trying to foster. I think that... England's two best outfield players. We should be looking at it and going... We've got two of the best strikers on form in Europe. And I think we should be going at teams. Especially this early on in the group stage. Maybe different when we come up against teams who we think are better than us. Mm. But for these three group games, I'll be going, let's go and bloody smash them for the first 30 minutes. And then we can see about rotating it around. I do believe that the having... Vardy come off the bench will really intimidate players but I also think that we've got some other good talents come off the bench I think Wilshire will be will come on a sub every game mm-hmm. I think probably Rashford or, Rashford or Sturridge is going to come off a sub every game I think that 
we've we've got a good enough team. I just love to see us play attacking football. And I think you do that when you have two strikers on the pitch. I think one of the biggest concerns is that you've mentioned those players that are coming on. The formation has to change to allocate those substitutions, well, it's not, and it's almost like Hodgson doesn't know his. Well, but I do. I take. I probably take Rooney off. Uh, if if we're winning, I'll take Rooney off. If we're losing, I'll take Milner off and bring Wilshire on, and whoever's knackered between Kane and Vardy. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, that's interesting. Um, my eleven. I think, uh, like I said, I'll, I'll I'll take your back five. I think that's that's probably the right way to go. There's not a lot of discussion there. I think maybe Stones. You know, he's one of those players that people thought would be an obvious choice by now, but clearly hadn't had a good enough season. Had he been, had he gone to Chelsea and been under the right coaching and management, then I think he he probably would have edged it in front of Cahill this year. But Cahill and Small, Smalling's had a great season. I think Smalling's been one of the best defenders in, in the competition, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, I would go very much more traditional than what you boys have lined up. I would go with Dyer. Four, four, bloody two. Unfortunately, it won't be a Mike Bassett lineup. I'm going to go with. Eric Dyer at DM, um, because he's the only specialist DM in the squad. Um, and I would play... So, I've gone back and forth on this, but I think probably Milner next to Dyer, um, rather than uh, Wilshire or Henderson. Um, so, in a 4 2 3 right. one. And right. then I'd play Deli Alley at number 10. Um, I would play Harry Kane up front. And then I would play um, Raheem Sterling. Really? Yeah, on the left slash right, whichever whichever side. I think he, he tends to get swapped around a lot at City, doesn't he? They sort of swap around wings. And then um, and then on the other side, I would play I play Vardy. So the only player in my lineup who doesn't play his normal position would be Vardy. Mm. And quite frankly, I think he's the only player that should be getting shoehorned into any position. Because is he effective out there? Well, so here's my issue with your he's boys. Too far from goal. But he's he's the quickest player in, in the squad, I think, mm. uh, or very much close to it. Uh, he can beat a player. The only issue, which is the point that you've raised, which I think is valid, is effective in the sense that can he actually get across in, etc. I think you get a lot of players who play at wide. So take Sanchez for Arsenal, for example. He plays at wide, but he doesn't really play a winger's role. Mm. He cuts in all the time, mm. and that's really his role. He take he gets a shot in. So and it's defensive at wide. Yeah, in, exactly. Inside. So, and I just think that it's kind of dangerous when you start playing players out of position um, in a in a tournament like this. And I think Rooney has no business in England starting eleven. Honestly, he's had an absolutely horrific year of football. No, he's, 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 his form has upturned dramatically. Yeah. yeah, for what? For like two months. Yeah. What about the previous seven? Well, for the last two months, Barkley hasn't been on form, and yeah. that's why he's not in the starting lineup. Exactly, that's why he's not in our starting lineups. But, but Rooney, Rooney is. But Rooney has had good form, so he so he is. I don't you know. Can either play people on form or not. Yeah, I mean, okay, so it's getting to the point of the year where we kind of have to now like support whoever is in, right? So yeah. if Rooney's in the starting lineup. I'm not going to be sat on the sofa right. complaining about Rooney. Right. I'm going to be like, okay, cool. You know, he's 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 got an England shirt on, but. I honestly secretly you hate him. No, I just don't. I don't. I don't think he's on. He's in there on 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 season merit. The drink water thing is a classic example of how a few a few times as as England we've we've picked people or not picked people and made space for people based on previous reputation. 
who don't what deserve are, it. What are the other factors that contribute to being selective? <laughs> well, exactly. So that sounds was, like a good topic for a philosophy. It does sound like a good topic for philosophy. But I just, I just, I, I don't get it. Rooney, I've watched Rooney sometimes this year, and it's, it's actually made me sad to watch how rubbish he's been. And in the last three tournaments, he's been woeful. Yeah. So what? So what? What is this justification that you have for not only putting him in, harsh. but putting him in in a position he doesn't even play? I think it's a little harsh to single him out for his England form because I don't think there's been an England player that set the world alight with their international form. Fine, but there's a bunch of these people who haven't never been to a tournament for England before. So I they don't have the same. Rooney, Rooney is very. It's obviously a very vogue argument, but Rooney is adjusting to a new position. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're changing his physical capabilities. I don't know why. Sometimes it's very obvious with a player as to why their potential is never fulfilled. Look at Michael Owen. Mm-hmm. He very clearly had problems with hamstring injuries that yeah. killed his pace. What is it that happened with Rooney? So his injuries were never that well, bad. It's, it's hard though because statistically, Rooney has been one of the, when you look at career stats. Yeah. He, he has been one of the top performers in Europe. Not, not necessarily one of the best players. He's, and he has, he's never hit um, huge and heady heights season after season. No. But he's a, he's a consistent top performer. And he's also one of those players, much like uh, Scolzi, on the continent, everybody isn't, uh, isn't marred um, down in the week in, week out hatred of him and he's really really rated mm. people think he's England's best player and they don't understand why the, w- what all this debate is but that's easy because they don't watch him every week that's yeah, why they that's... think he's England's best player yeah. the rest of us who do Ben come on let's be honest so you've watched Rooney maybe 20 times this year yeah really what is he really good enough to be starting for England yes wow okay in a position he doesn't play. Yeah, that's why I, that's why I put him there. We have said what, it who, what, So who else is going to play him in that position? Uh, un, an unfit Henderson, a Wilshire who hasn't, who's hardly ever played there, an off-form Barkley. No, I'm, none of those people uh, are in my team. Yeah, but I'm saying where he's, where he's oh, picked okay. my team. Right. Lallana, who, who only ever flicks the ball somewhere and never, never does it, anything. It, again, it. his form is upturned, though. He's been a yeah. lot better under Klopp. But that's what I go... I think I think he is in in that position. I think he is as good as any of those players on their current where they currently are on oh, form yeah. or form or fitness. And Lalana just flicks the ball, so there's no point in him. <laughs> okay, um, and then before we move on this discussion, how far do we think the Lions will get, Bob's? Oh. Okay. So they're four, officially four favourites at the bookies. It's coming. Football's coming home. It's coming home. Am I allowed to answer now? Yeah. <laughs> not, not until you sing that song, you're not allowed to answer. Um, we'll go on getting bad results, getting bad results, getting bad results. <laughs> that cascade is getting to Honestly, quarters or semis should be. But it's a question of whether or not they can get over. Why don't you think we're going to win? I think they can. I don't think there's any team to fear. I certainly don't think there's any team to fear. I don't think the French are as good as people are making out. They've just got the home advantage. What about the Germans? The Germans, I don't think there's anything to fear there either. I don't think they are. I think they've now got an ageing team from the generation that won the World Cup. There's a lot of players dropping off there. Mm -hmm. 
I think the Spanish have got the same sort of situation. They've got some young ones in there, yeah. They have, but they're aging. Yeah. The the golden generation is aging. I I really don't think there's anyone to fear. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anyone who England aren't really comparable to. So England played the France friendly in November. That was under after very the special after the bombings. Yeah. Um, but obviously they they did win that game, and the records will show that. Is that can we? So you're saying we can take nothing from that in terms of where that's where they sit. It's difficult to say because then losing two on at home to Holland, who didn't qualify as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's only so much you can take from the friendly. Have you not had any encouragement from from the friendlies? Um, I don't think... Germany have lost all those, haven't they? Yeah, I don't think... There's only so much you can read into them. Right. You know, Roy's... They are there so that Roy can try things and drill his players into formations that they're going to be playing in. They're experimental games, aren't they? Yeah. But absolutely no reason why England can't... Quarters of the semis and then the rest is... The rest is how confident they're feeling and, and form. Okay. Ben... I assume you're much more uh, patriotic than Bob's. I think it is tournament football. I'll be disappointed if we don't make the quarters. Right. Um, and That's got to be the least, isn't it? Sure. Yeah, so at least the quarters. We hit the quarters last time. There was obviously one game less. Mm-hmm. Lost to Italy. Everybody went, yeah, I think that's pretty much where that team could have got to. Italy were shit as well, mm-hmm. and we could have we could have got through. All of a sudden, you're at the semis of the Euros. Mm. So min- mm. minimum quarters, I'd be really really pleased with semis. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I'd be pleased with semis. There's a slightly different. <laughs> there's a slightly different <laughs> atmosphere amongst the fans versus what it was like in 2014, though, isn't it? Going into the World Cup, we were all just like, "This lot are going to get battered." And then they sort of fulfil that. It's because the young prophecy. potential. Mm. You look at who Kane, obviously Ali, Vardy weren't in that team. Neither of the fullbacks were in that team. Dyer was everybody. You go. It's the problem. You know, it's the it's the folly of youth. Is <laughs> that you go? You look at. We get so much more excited by how good players could be mm. rather than what level they are at. How good is Kane? Very. Do you think he's very, very good? Would, yeah. would you put him up there with, with Europe's best strikers right now? Well, who are Europe's yes. best strikers right now? Lewandowski. Jamie Vardy. Ibrahimovic. Their age makes them more exciting than their current form. Mm. And we've got lots of young potential in there at the moment. Deli Alli has had a great season. Is he one of the best midfielders in Europe? Right now, if 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 Deli Ali was twenty nine, I don't think people would be as excited about him as we are. Right, and that's I think we're we're rightly starting to get excited again because mm. with age or with with youth comes fearlessness, and that's what Ali's got at the moment. Is he just wants to play football, mm. just gets the ball and wants to attack, and he's not got those years of experience that Rooney has, who won't go and sprint after it. And and I think there is a big thing about the unknown quantity. Yeah, teams won't have been able to compile yeah. as much analysis about them and that's what Rooney had when he first burst onto the scene he was an unknown quantity and he played with a lot of freedom and unpredictability mm. and people just analyse that over the years don't they? And, and clubs and other international teams perform, compiled dossiers on them don't they? and the players are just more well drilled there, there, there is a greater um, 
promised this team because at the heart of the two most exciting teams in Leicester and Spurs this season, it's been English players, English players. at the very, very, very centre of it. Right, when that happened. And that you know, it's probably you, you go back to when United were dominating the league and they had had the Nevilles and the Beckhams and people like that, and you go, yeah. Games in the years of the golden generation. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, and then before we go into philosophy, just a quick one about. So we haven't made a pod since the last, the second, the week before the Premier League ended. Um, exciting times, Bob's. Was it? Why? Yeah, St. Totteringham's Day. What a great day to be alive. Did you not enjoy it? <laughs> I thought it was. Uh... It was very tongue in cheek to, <laughs> to celebrate it. Nah. Yeah, it was very normal. Well, think about it, the final day of the season. Yeah. Old Trafford bomb scare as yeah. well. Plenty going on. And the fact that Spurs lost. That was the most exciting thing that happened. 5 2. 5 2 to a team that's already been relegated. That's right. Yeah, that was fairly nutty. But you get results like that on the last day of the season. Yeah. There is always one or two bizarre ones. And um, the Champions League kind of went the way we expected, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Sad, um, we're well not sad, just frustrating it went to penalties. Isn't it? Yeah. And a bit of disappointment for Liverpool in the Europa League final. Didn't turn up in the second half. It was strange though, wasn't it? That second, the way Sevilla came out in yeah. the second half. Surely, I don't know why they allowed Sevilla to play against a team that didn't turn up. <laughs> That's surely not fair, is it? That definitely and does not Klopp's sound okay. a perpetual loser. Yeah, he lo- he's lost loads of finals. Yeah. He's a... Specialist in failure. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. He's the new one. <laughs> and yeah, the special one at Old Trafford, Ben. Exciting times. Mm. Are, you, are you excited? I'm excited. I am excited, excited for the short term, mm-hmm. not for the long term. What does that mean? I am worried that he's not going to play any of the youth players. I can only assume he's going to fall out with someone Everyone. at the club <laughs> within the next three what? years. Like, like Juan Mata or... Someone like that. The only one he's not fallen out with is himself. <laughs> um, and but you know, in the short term, I think that he's going to be a big enough name to attract some good players over the summer. I think he'll get us back to, you know, it's not it's not all out attack Mourinho football, but mm-hmm. counter attacking football is still is still more exciting to what anything's more exciting than Van Gaal. Yeah, it is the longer term. I always yeah was always worried when Fergie left. But the intention of the board has always supposed to been, have been we want to install long-term managers. That's why they picked Moyes. That's why they brought Giggsy in. There's the danger, Mourinho leaves, and you get stuck in a rotation of well, short-term thinking. I might be proved wrong, but I think this is the job he's always wanted. He went back to Chelsea because Chelsea was the job he always wanted. He signed no, like a seven-year seven-year contract it, because. No, if United come, had come to him when come. they when they yeah. went for Moyes, he would have gone. This is he said he wanted to do a Chelsea legacy. Yeah. This is his legacy he job. I think this is the one where we break his three years. Well, that's that's what that's what I hope. Mm. He, he, needs, I mean, he needs to learn to there break is, his three years. He needs to really adjust his personality. And that's, that's the only thing I was yeah. going to say. I don't know so much. I think he only needs to adjust it slightly. Just, and it, and it will he be must really have learned a bit of humility. To see what happens with the talent. People like Matter, and he's, he's always adored Rooney. What does he do with an ageing Rooney mm-hmm. who isn't the best striker at the club anymore? What well, do he's, you, he's there next year at least. He's he? always had quite strong defenders. We've only really got Smalling, mm-hmm. as a, a, who I'd say is a, 
probably first choice centre back. We've been playing with, with, with midfielders in defence most of the season. Okay, um, and I then think what's going to be really interesting is what's he going to wear in the dugout. Why will he go blazer? You think? Well, nah. a United, a, a United, United managers traditionally wear the United blazer. Let me have a think about this. They do, don't they? Yes. Yeah. Tracksuit away. Yeah. You can get away with tracksuit. You can wear yeah. tracksuit. Okay. Mourinho is very much his own man, isn't he? Well, do you remember when he first came to Chelsea? He had like the fleece under the. Under yes, the blade, that was very that grey coat was a big deal, wasn't yeah. it, amongst the journos? Mm, yeah. But yeah, um, and then Koeman. Sorry, can you not treat this subject so lightly? I'm sorry. I sh- <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll add. You can do a blog about it if you want. Um, and Koeman to Everton. Everton. Yeah. Everton. That, that was really surprising, wasn't it? Not confirmed yet. Okay, uh, but if it, if, it, if it comes off, what's the so what's the thinking then? Why are they going with him? Why is why is uh, Ronald Koeman even moving from Santos. Longer term investment. I think he's basically from from what they're saying is that he's spoken to the board and they've reached seventh, finished mm-hmm. seventh this season, and to bump up to the next level is quite a big investment, mm. and the board can't afford it and are happy where they are. It's as good as it's going to get. So he's reached the peak, with the exception of maybe winning a cup. Don't you think if he spends another year at Southampton, does another seventh place? He can basically pick his Arsenal job. Arsenal will come knocking. I think or any, and, and lots of European jobs. But you could Not say. just Arsenal, but the Arsenal job, would he would basically walk into that one, I think. Devil's advocate mm-hmm. of what I just said about completing the job at Southampton. It's a strange thing what Leicester have done. Is they've, oh, argued, they've, well, they've arguably made that statement void now. Yeah. Because you go, well, hold on, Ronald. What are you talking about? Yeah. Underachiever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. your squad costs three times as much. That's as true, actually. So, d- screw all the cups. I want you to concentrate on winning the league. <laughs> Excellent. Play the youth team in the <laughs> Right, okay. Should we do some philosophy? Hmm. Hmm. Football philosophy. We're back. Yes, we are back. Still but- amazing. <laughs> right, part two of our special Euros uh, edition of, for me, Clive. It's philosophy time. Philosophy question this week is, beyond performance, what other factors get you an England selection? Sexiness. Sexiness. I was about to say that. <laughs> are, you, are you too proud of yourself right now? So let's discuss sex, they, they, sexiness they, they, amongst footballers. They indoc- indoctrinate you here at BBH. You start to think like them. You just think about sexiness. <laughs> right, okay. Um... Ben, let's start with you. What's well, he, what's Danny Drinkwater is quite good looking. That's he's why not, I was. He's not. He's not bad. But Rooney shot. seems to find his way into the squad. So <laughs> anti-sexy. Exactly. So yeah. there's that issue. He's the, he's the exception, isn't he? <laughs> the um, I'll start with um, big clubs. It's playing for one. That's all, it. Was always the England, always the United chat. Mm-hmm. What is Tom Cleverley doing in the England squad? And then when he moves to Everton, all of a sudden has disappeared. Mm. It is a thing. I um I don't think I've got it on my phone anymore. But I did a little count of of who plays for what clubs and who has the most. And um, Spurs have obviously got five in the squad. I think haven't they? United have got three. And the vast majority are in the top six or seven. So what I think is strange about Heaton, outside of Prem. Goal, so this isn't this isn't new necessarily. Uh, didn't David James 
go to a World Cup and when he there was, was someone he else was in the championship. Well. It's Craig David. Ruddy's and Craig David, is it? John Ruddy, yeah. yeah. Okay, um but so the big clubs thing is is that really are they going because they play for a big club or they're going is, because they're at a big club and that's why they're going. That's if to play for a big club you have to be a good player anyway. Well, you know, I do question the United players over the years. Mm-hmm. So you look at when Nicky Buck was in the team and when Cleverly was in the team. and It's one of the things I found actually interesting, and I don't think he should be, but I was surprised Jesse Lingard hasn't been in and around the England squads. He's been playing for United pretty much all season. Yeah. Mm. For some reason, there's all these other midfielders being mentioned and he's playing for one of the big five. So here's and he would add something different to the team as well, wouldn't he? So the big clubs discussion, I think, in my opinion, has more to do with who the coach is for those clubs. And I'll explain. So for United, there was always this thing about England coaches used to listen to what Fergie had to say. England coaches listen to what Wenger has to say. You'll hear like Hodgson go, oh, I spoke to Arsene about this. Oh, I spoke to um, Jose about that. But they never say, oh, I spoke to Claudio Ranieri about drink. You know what I mean? So there is a little bit of that. that I think there is influence from the the managers to an an England manager where they might go, look, I know this lad hasn't played very well, but in training he runs rings around yeah, such yeah. and such. You should really. He like, can't fit in my team. Yeah, but, but I really think that you should you should look into him. But okay, so big clubs. I think there's an element of fear mm. in whoever the England manager is as well to pick certain players. Yeah. Pick big name players. Big name players or players that play in big clubs. Both of those. Right. Okay. So that they. And then they, they do tend to go hand in hand, mm-hmm. don't they? So they, they don't they have an element of credibility, or their credibility isn't questioned. Yeah, it's the easier choice, isn't it? It's the safer choice for an England manager. Yeah, you can't be you can't be blamed, can no. you? I picked Wayne Rooney. He's the all time goal scorer. Yeah, you all wanted him. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. What, what did I do wrong? Are you not entertained? <laughs> right. Okay. So Ben for you, big clubs. As you think, that's the biggest factor. I think it's yeah. And I they... think purely because the volume of English players outside of the top six, seven clubs that aren't even mentioned mm-hmm. as possibilities. And you get people like, you know, what, what is Henderson and what are Wilshire doing in and around the squad? They're unfit and not on form. Mm-hmm. Uh, which one is it? Are they in or and around or in or <laughs> Uh, when, uh, is Andrew Townsend still around the squad? He's is around, it? but he's not in. Did you hear about? Is he, um, is he, just he's, not is he doing a Beckham in 06? Yeah. See you later, lads. I'm just going off on the plane. Five minutes later, he's outside. You say did, it, did he get kicked out of the WhatsApp group? Arta Yospov was called up by Russia after staying in the same hotel as the squad. That's very tactical, isn't it? <laughs> very aggressive move. He didn't have any. He didn't have anything with him, uh, and there was an injury. And they literally were like, well, Arthur's here. <laughs> that's, very, that's very convenient. That's not a true story. It's a true story. Isn't Amazing. he the cousin of Vladimir Putin? It's <laughs> a true story. Okay, all right, Ben. So is that, that's, that's one. Have you got... He was staying in the same Monaco hotel while on holiday. <laughs> I was a bit out of shape. I've been on holiday for 14 days. And he got called up. I love how you can be a bit out of shape after 14 yeah. days on holiday. Yeah. These guys are, must be so fit. Yeah. Like you said, sexiness is a very sexiness is, is a key factor. <laughs> it's very important. I'd lost some of my sexiness, but yeah. you know, I'd been on holiday in Monaco. I was mm. just topping up the town. I was soon back on it. So beyond sexiness for you, Bob's. Uh, I think 
what have I mentioned so far? The credibility thing mm-hmm. for the manager is a key thing. They uh, they all fear being the next one on the on the front pages, don't they, with a vegetable attached mm-hmm. to their face or Photoshop them. Um, I think previous performances, previous international performances, as well as previous club performances. So mm-hmm. I think they, they can uh, a manager can allow for a certain. I don't think there's any set amount of time. I think it depends on the player, but the manager can allow for a certain dip in form. Mm-hmm. They can accommodate a certain dip in form, be it not too drastic a, a dip. Um, so who would be an example of that, I guess? Uh, maybe somebody like Welbeck, who's performed very well at the international level. Okay, maybe you know his, his form hasn't dipped dramatically, but he's not. He's not had a. Not had an amazing season, but he would have been in the squad. Yeah. Because of his performances for England previously. Mm-hmm. He he would have been another one that Roy would have been, would have found easier to justify this yeah. time because mm-hmm. like, well you know since he's been back in the Arsenal team he's been scoring goals so it would have hit two of two of your uh, your categories actually all three right because he plays for a big club as well mm-hmm. so yeah and he's sexy <laughs> he's very <laughs> very sexy um, yeah so those those are interesting points. I always find it. Um, a bit strange, like you said, we were talking about Rashford at the beginning of the pod, well, when we were talking about the England squad, how very rarely a first, like, someone gets their debut at an international tournament, mm. despite, so you, you should expect that that, sh- that must, that should happen sometimes, right? You should expect someone comes out of, has, like, this amazing year and, sh- and gets justifiably in the England squad. But it, ha- it happens almost never, right? I think, so Rashford, for example, he's... That would be like... Deciding last minute to go to Fabric and then getting into the VIP area. The first club you ever go to is Fabric yeah. at <laughs> 14. Then, yeah, and you walk in and they've got you just just you in the VIP area. No, but so the reason why I think the reason why I've brought it up is because it shows just how international managers, or at least England managers, don't pick on form at all because it should happen more, yep. more often. Yep. A year like today, like this year. We should be seeing, like, you know, Vardy, Drinkwater... Uh, the, so, what's, what's pure form? What's the England starting what's 11? Starting 11? Be, being really, really critical. Who's on form right now? Well, I still think the back five would stay the same. No, Fraser Forster gets in, I think. Yeah, I'd agree. On form? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, he, he had an amazing back end of the season. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And um, then, probably, Dyer and Drinkwater? Yeah. Yeah. And then Milner is on form. Yeah, without doubt. Kane, Vardy, definitely still. So then who's... And then Ali. Mm. So you, maybe four... Yeah. Yeah. How do you accommodate that? Well, you do your bloody four two 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 two. That That is part of it though, isn't it? You drink I water. think that's, that's another factor. Can't play further forward. It's, Formation. It's not so much... Yeah, it's the, it's the personnel, isn't it? Yeah. You do you have play to... Play 4-1-3-2 with that. Play drink water further forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, well, in fact, you could say that Dyer should play centre back. But oh, K- yeah. Cahill is not on form. No, no Cahill isn't on form. He's there because he is the I mean, best. Well, on form, it should be. It should, oh. Hold that for a second. Yeah. There is not another on form centre back who's it's English. Quite worrying. None that I can think of. Yeah. Un- unless we're being shrouded by big clubs and. <laughs> Um, well, that's, that's an interesting, interesting There, there one, must be yeah. um, another English centre back. Shawcross has he been injured? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Whereas yeah. um, Harry Redknapp said, "Where's Morgan?" 
<laughs> Did I really say that? Form. It's Jermaine's Jamaica, mate. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's played like 20 times. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get him in there. Okay, all right. Um, and then, yeah, I think, I think that... So is Raheem Sterling, though. Yes. Well, Jamaican by birth, but yeah. Well, Wes Morgan doesn't have a Jamaican accent. No, I'm sure he's not Jamaican by birth. Right. <laughs> so Raheem Sterling's more Jamaican than... A man who's played 20 times for Jamaica. Let's not get into an ethnicity <laughs> debate right now. It depends how often he's been to Jamaica. <laughs> how many times has he holiday there? Yeah. Exactly. All right, okay. Um, okay, should we do some awards then? Let's. All right. Now time for the awards. Tim Sherwood's of the week. Mr. McLaren, please. Uh, my Tim is Jamie Vardy. What? For making us all wait for a decision. What decision is this? <laughs> Willie won't he ask them. Right, okay. Um, so I'm teasing us, Jamie, just let us know. <laughs> right, so he's 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 your team this week because he, he's flown away without actually signing a, a contract with yeah. Arsenal. Or declaring he's not going to be signing a contract with Arsenal. Yeah. To be fair, you boys put very strict parameters on it. Did we? Yeah. Which were? Well we're picking a an a Tim and a Bobby from three weeks of Dull international friendlies. <laughs> no, it just had to be yeah internationally themed. That's all. Okay, not bad. Well, um, in that case, mine's Boris Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> topical, <laughs> very topical. Right. Okay. Um, my team this week slash this episode is Karim Benzema. Mm. Very obvious reasons. Mm. Um, so mm. I'm surprised. Well, you surprised is my Tim. Yeah. Why, why is that? He's an sure Arsenal-esque player. No, so you know Benzema being involved in this uh, scandal. His, bribery thing. Yeah, this bribery thing. It was thing. his mate, I think, wasn't it? That's right, yeah. His mate uh, has ha- is in possession of the Valbuena sex tape. He's into midget porn. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Valbuena is pretty small. <laughs> He's tiny. <laughs> I saw it, so Arsenal played Marseille a few years ago in the Champions League. And he is he's like... Tiny. He's smaller than Cazorla. Yeah. He's tiny. Um, but yeah, so Karen Benzema for being anywhere near something as ridiculous sort of. as that. Yeah, it's, just, it, it's like classic international French player. Yeah, it's a long running story though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's about about a year old. Yeah, but it's also I do feel a bit sorry for him. Mm. So say he isn't involved because innocent until proven guilty. Okay. And you come up, you're an international footballer, and your mate goes, Karen, you'll never guess what. I've got. <laughs> what are you going to do with it? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna blackmail them. <laughs> it could just, it could have just been a bit of bands got out of hand. Yeah. No, okay, but Karen Benzema must be on two hundred a week, right? Two hundred yeah. quid, quid a week. Yeah, two hundred quid a week. Yeah, but it's, this, this K, what means, how involved is he? Well, so the, what I know is that apparently he acted as a sort of mediator at one no point. No way. What, yeah, between between Valbuena and the woman and, and the mate who has oh. the tape. So Bel- yeah, which is why he's he's implicated right. by the police. Right. And didn't he direct the movie? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he directed the midget Valbuena porn movie. <laughs> right, okay, but that's my that's my team of the week. Ben, mine is directly related to that. Okay, actually, so because of that, um, you assume uh, is why Benzema's been left out of the squad. That's right. That is why he's been left. Out. Um, it's also, I think, based on court order that he's not allowed to speak to Valbuena. Is that right? <laughs> um, and of which, uh, and the other one, Ben Arthur's been left out of the squad. Mm-hmm. So Cantona, I don't know if you saw this, but Cantona's opinion yes. of it. No. So what he does, said, um, what does Eric have to say? 
Deschamps. Deschamps. He has a really French name. Maybe he is the only one in France to tr have a truly French name. Nobody in his family mixed with anybody, you know, like the Mormons in America. <laughs> Basically saying right. Benzema and Ben Arthur yeah. are Arabian names. Yeah. And that's why they haven't been picked. That's not the first time that has been a no, story in France. Deschamps is supposed to be a little bit racist. No, but so there's, a thing, there's, a thing, there's a thing about quotas, wasn't there? Quotas of white players yes. in French yeah, yeah. youth football or something like that. And but that's not the thing. Uh, Deschamps is now suing Cantona for defamation of character. So would I. And <laughs> supposedly Cantona's response was because you know the long-running history between those two. So Deschamps was picked over him, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, and he um, Cantona called, famously called him a water carrier in the team because he does nothing. He just right. gets the ball and passes it to somebody else. He said it's the first time that Deschamps has gone from defensive to offensive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby! <laughs> Did he then drop the mic? <laughs> so, so, go on. So? Yeah, so. so yeah. So. No, they, they shot. So. They, yeah. <laughs> just quickly. It's a uh, pre-tournament French squad fallout. Oh, of course. Standard. <laughs> Standard. Standard. But in, in his defence, in Deschamps' yeah. defence, so have you heard the story behind him and André Pierre Gignac? So you know Gignac, yeah. who has gone to play in Mexico this year, but has managed to get into the French squad. So there's this... Um, Deschamps was recorded a year ago, slightly more than a year ago, talking very openly about how he didn't like Gignac as a player and that he wished he had any other player that Gignac available, right. blah, blah. But in spite someone of that... Someone like Karim right, Benzema. Has, has picked him. Yeah, someone like Karim Benzema. <laughs> <laughs> but in spite of that, has still gone and picked uh, uh, Gignac. So maybe that's in support of uh, uh, Eric's... Um, maybe. Eric's. Well, there is a lot of racial tension in France. as well. Yes, yeah, and by the way, to avoid any any legal action from Didier Deschamps' people, we do not in any way endorse that what, message. what Eric Cantona had to say. All right, Bobs, let's go with you for your last Bobby of the year. My last Bobby of the year is... Uh, I thought about putting him as my um, my Tim. Interesting. Yeah. He was both Tim and Bobby. He was both Tim and Bobby because okay. I can't make my mind up whether he was he was a good guy or a bad guy. But um, Danny Drinkwater's reaction to being left out. What, the tweet? Yeah, I right. feel like he should have kicked off. <laughs> <laughs> but hang on, what, he kind of did though. It was just a picture of him in an England kit, wasn't it? And then like, good luck to the team. Or something along those lines. What, like, this is what you're missing. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, <laughs> like, you little shits, now I have to throw this away. <laughs> you feel like, so you feel like he should have had a bigger reaction to being left out? Uh, no, I mean, in all seriousness, he was, he was good about it, wasn't he? Mm. He, was, he was all behind the team and all that. But um, it was just in another universe, it would have been hilarious if he just kicked off. <laughs> right, okay. Um, ben? Uh, mine would be, I'm going to take a very serious note, and it's going to be the Frenchman that the Ukrainians have caught today. I don't know if you saw this no, one. Yeah, I saw a little bit of it. So, the Ukrainian in the, it's, it's very Euros already, isn't very, it? Very, very Euros. <laughs> the Ukrainians have caught um, What are the Ukrainians, the Ukrainians have Frenchman caught a Frenchman uh, in Ukraine who was planning a terror attack uh, on the Euros. He He'd amassed the huge number of weapons, like rocket launchers, grenades. A massive arsenal. A massive <laughs> arsenal. Um, and when you think that it was only months ago, was it only months ago? What, the, 
Paris, November. November. Yeah, mm-hmm. only six months ago that, mm-hmm. that people, terrorists, actively well, tried to... Everything was only months ago. Actively tried to bomb a you football are, game. You are out of control. You're, by the way, I changed my body to Robert <laughs> McLaren. <laughs> I'm di- Sorry. I'm different in person. <laughs> yeah. So they, 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 the Ukrainian they police... They've caught him. Right. But you know, France has got a lot going on at the moment already. Mm-hmm. Paris is flooded. The train drivers are striking, or I think it's either them or the pilots are striking. Mm-hmm. They're still in a state of emergency. And if you think that six months ago someone actively tried to bomb a football ground, that it's, would, it's horrible, but I think something could happen. Okay, fantastic. It almost sounds unwise to go. Almost. Okay, uh, my Bobby this week in classic banda fashion i will give it to a group of individuals who don't who in fairness these people probably haven't deserved a lot of praise this year is it us it's is, definitely is not it, you is two. It oh. <laughs> <laughs> is it bruce springsteen's backing band it's not bruce springsteen's backing band it is uefa the reason why i've decided to give uefa my bobby this week is because in light of the most ridiculous referendum ever thought up that we will be voting in whatever 19 days What's this got to do with football? So, UEFA, <laughs> by putting on this tournament, are reminding Britain of that what better being be European is all about. Mm. And it's not about, oh, we, we send 200 million this way and then get 189.6 million back and blah, blah, blah. That actually being part of Europe has a lot of positives. and Ultimately, it means losing to the Germans. <laughs> in the end, the Germans <laughs> win. But yeah, ultimately... Although, um, in the interest of fairness, we should say this pod does not endorse... We are definitely no, innies. We are Mate, definitely innies. I'm, I'm, you know, you well, can't be an outie, I'm afraid. Look, I'm, the, I'm potentially the biggest innie of the lot. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, and then let's recap the trivia trivia this week. Oh yes. So if you want, so the question, the answer for this week's trivia is Euro '92. Euro '92, and hosted in Sweden, won by Denmark. Mm-hmm. Separate points. And that, something about that makes it special. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. In line with this year's tournament. God, what was the Euros before Euro 96? The European Championships? No, Euro 92. <laughs> <laughs> it was just months ago. <laughs> it was just months ago. <laughs> um, is it the last time... When was the last time... A the format to the European Championships was changed. Yeah. Was it? How did it change? Eight teams to 16 teams. Eight teams oh. used to be the Euros. No England, England still couldn't win. What? <laughs> I don't think they were even there. No, they weren't. They weren't Eight teams. So 92 was the expansion to 16? Yes. Right. No, 92 was the last year it was eight. Right. 96 was the Just first Just two groups of four? I feel like we should know this. What? How do we know I'm not know even this? sure it was two groups of four. I think it's, it was eight teams. Ah, okay. And then the top four would then go into semis. So hang on, when the French boast about winning Euro 82, teams whatever eight. it was. Matches played 15. Yeah. Okay, cool. So... It's a zinger, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. Fantastic. All right. Um, so next time we pod, we may or may not be in France or maybe... Who knows? Who knows what's going on? But interesting that sorry, just let mm-hmm. looking it up on Wiki. A team called CIS competed in Euro ninety two. Who was CIS? It was Russia, wasn't it? 
well, nearly, yeah, was the provisional national team of the Football Federation of the Soviet Union. It was accepted that the team would represent the Commonwealth of Independent States because the country's transformation was still taking place. Uh, Okay, it's kind of like that when um, Serbia and Montenegro played in Euro 2004 but weren't actually a country anymore. Well, that's the reason Denmark were there, weren't they, in the first place, because... Yugoslavia had just descended into civil war. That's it? right, yeah. So the USSR qualified, and then the USSR qualified, but they played as CIS in the tournament, and immediately after the tournament, they became Russia. Okay. And we'll be back next week for another history pod. <laughs> <laughs> More football history later. Okay, it's been a pleasure, boys. I'll see you. Well, I'll see you all soon. Doing the pub. Okay. Ciao, ciao. Ta-ta. Thanks for listening. Subscribe and share on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud and iTunes.